Hello everybody and welcome back on Double Perspective. My name is Elena, as you can tell from the first episode, if you have heard it, if you have not, go and check it out on Spotify, the link is in my bio. Anyway, we're here on episode number two and I'm here with my friend, Brona. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everybody, my name is Brona, I'm 24 years old and I'm from Kilkenny. Nice to have you on this show, Brona, called Double Perspective, just so you guys know and don't forget who you're listening to. In episode number two, we have decided, or I have decided, that we're going to speak about Irish and Czech and Slavic folklores, because I thought that'd be something interesting to learn about and to speak about and to tell you guys. I will say some of the stories I have prepared to talk about and then you can tell everybody what stories you want to introduce and talk about. Let me tell you guys, this girl has prepared so much material and she's a bit nervous but I think she will do very well. The stories I want to introduce are the Golem of Prague which as I have shared on my Instagram, is one of the stories that I favor. Then Vodnik, which is another Czech folklore, but it is also a Slavic folklore. And Baba Yaga, which I think is Russian. What else did I prepare yet? Golem of Prague, Vodnik, Baba Yaga. Oh yeah, uh, Holska Castle, which is the gateway to hell. And that one is kind of interesting as well because the place is still visited and it's part of history actually. It's not even a folklore. People actually believe the story and go visit the place to kind of not confirm but satisfy their curiosity. And yeah, Rikiris Blaniku, that's the last one, which I don't really found that entertaining to be honest <laughs> no honestly that's fair enough you have your own opinion on it exactly there wasn't even that much information on it so it didn't satisfy my curiosity mm. in any way and what are you gonna talk about Rona? so um i'm gonna talk about the leprechauns um i'm gonna talk about the banshees um i'm gonna talk about saint patrick because you know he's our patron saint and everyone's just like loves him <laughs> um and i'm gonna talk about Dagda's harp which before this I had like no idea about it I had never even heard of it to be honest I've heard of a harp but I hadn't heard of Dagda's harp specifically so I was like really interested to learn about that and then the final one I'm going to talk about is the children of Lear which is a very interesting story about a very horrible woman (laughs) (laughs) let me ask you which one did you like the most I think the one I liked the most was Dagda's harp because I knew nothing about it so like Mm. everything I researched was new information mm-hmm. to me so like I've heard of all the rest of them so it's just kind of gathering more information than I knew whereas yeah. Dagda's Harp I was just like brought in loads of different parts of like folklore and kind of history and stuff like that so it was really interesting to find out more about something I had no knowledge of before. Yeah that that makes sense. The I have looked them up a little bit before we spoke about having this episode or yeah. anything and I think the one I found most interesting would be Dagda's harp as well. Yeah. Which people are probably going to find out why we found <laughs> it also interesting. You know, the story is kind of entertaining. But I also liked another one, which was... Was it the children of Lear, the ones with the swans? No, I actually like banshees. Oh, you like banshees? <laughs> yeah, I like banshees. But uh, my reasoning is, have you watched the <clears throat> series Teen Wolf? yes that's why i like banshees i love oh my god i love that show (laughs) me too Uh, twice over yeah (laughs) no we're talking about (laughs) enough about that (laughs) on the topic on the topic okay let me begin with my favorite story yes golem of prague ladies and gentlemen so the golem of prague is basically a statue right it's made of mud and earth yeah a man made this statue not any like ordinary man you know him you probably don't know this man it's Czech history but Rudolf II he was a ruler while he was ruling 
he had a rabbi uh, called Jehuda Lo Ben Bekalel. <laughs> <laughs> this name is horrible. I can't pronounce it. I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> <laughs> and he created the golem to protect the Jews from the Christian attacks from Christians. There you were, their nemesis. And he called this golem Joseph, which is funny. <laughs> because really funny. <laughs> my dad is Joseph. His name is Joseph. So when I was researching this story, I was like, Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> Are you the golem? <laughs> Can't call your dad the golem. <laughs> but uh, he created this golem basically to protect the Jews. But golem was, in my opinion, a real sweetheart. He did his work and completed his duties. He was harmless as long as he had duties to work on. And he only listened to this rabbi, right? Because he was his creator. Yeah. It's something like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> For real. It reminded me of, of Frankenstein. But the people obviously feared the golem because he was a big um, statue made of modern art. It wasn't... And it's natural anyway in the folklore. And they feared him because of these rumors that he has kidnapped a woman that went missing. So the rabbi, to clear the golem's name, he sent him out to find this lady. And he went and he brought her back safely. And his name was cleared. But then one day the rabbi went and left the golem without any tasks and the energy that the golem had within him has built up from not having anything to do and he started the rampage but what i forgot to mention when the rabbi created the golem he had to insert a parchment paper with the name of the god written on him in order for the golem to kind of work and listen to him or anybody that inserted this parchment paper with the name of God written on it. But he took it out every night so that the golem is like, you know, useless. <laughs> like asleep nearly. Like yeah, he, he something like that. Okay. But he forgot to take it out and he left and he gave him no mission. So his energy built up and he went on a rampage and he started destroying things. Okay. So he that's when the rabbi realized, okay, the golem is not really... A safe creature. Okay. And he took him apart with the spell that he put him together, which I kind of found sad. Cause I was going to say, that's really sad, isn't I it? I know, because I felt like he was like an innocent creature yeah. doing his hard work. But you know what's actually interesting about this story? The history says that the golem was probably a person, like a real person that okay. was just having a disability like he had a disability that's why they called him the golem because he looked different to other he people you yeah, know it wasn't the same as everyone else so they that's had to it. be something wrong with him yeah i do think it's very unfair that they just were like oh something bad happened we're just gonna get rid of him i know you that's know? like leaving a puppy that you bought just because all of a sudden you don't want it exactly oh i bit through my shoes like you know like mm. oh you, you know you can't also it's his own fault do you know what I mean? I know, the rabbi's didn't fault. take out the exactly. freaking parchment paper. <laughs> exactly, you made this dude, you know how he works, if you leave that in, that's it. he's not going to have a good time, and you know this, but you were like, lazy and you forgot, and then, you know, Gollum then has to be all like, taken apart, and I don't think that's fair. But fair. it teaches you lesson, a lesson, I think, in a way, it's letting you know you have to be responsible for the things you create, Definitely. or you have to take care of the pet that you get, Yeah. because if you don't, it's going to be taken away from you. Exactly. I thought I didn't think of that. Okay. Do you want to go with one of your stories? I want to hear something. Okay. Well, well, I want to hear how you have kind of taken upon these stories and what you found out. Um, well, because you said you like the Banshee, I'll just go with that one first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, like there's some stuff I already knew. Um, and then there was other things like that I was just kind of like looking up and seeing what like there's loads of folklore websites and stuff like that. So I was just kind of gather gathering. That's why I have so much information because I actually took them from loads of different places because it's folklore. There's nothing mm -hmm. like set in stone. It's not like this definitely happened. It's kind of like all stories. So um, Banshee is so like the literal meaning is fairy woman oh. in Irish. So the word Banshee is written B-A-N-S-H-E-E. -E. So it's Banshee. But in 
Irish, like Ban is woman and she is fairy, so fairy woman. Um, so basically, a lot of Irish folklore is just like fairies. <laughs> so it's like we had them everywhere. I have noticed that when I was looking at them, a yeah. lot of fairies. Yeah, they're just everywhere. There was good fairies, bad fairies, magical fairies. Well, they're all magical, but you know what I mean, like super magical fairies. <laughs> um, so the banshee is basically like the woman of death. So everyone associates the banshee with death or like an omen of death. So it was said if you heard her like screaming or wailing or crying that someone is going to die. Yeah. Everyone was like, we don't, we don't like her. We don't want her around. But it was like meant to be a good thing. Like she was like forewarning families of like upcoming death. Something bad's happening. Yeah, someone, someone's going to die. Um... There was loads of different, some places just said there was like, she could come in different forms. So like one website was like, oh, you can get her in three guises. And then someone else said, we can get her in like five. And so there's just loads of different um, ways in which she can appear, Um, which I found really, really interesting because some of them are extremely specific. So one of them was just like, she can come as a young woman. She can come as a stately matron or she can come as a rattled old hag. So okay. like you can see her in like any of these three forms. Maybe some people just saw her saw her in different stages of her life. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> she was a fairy, so she could have been. But then there was this other other website that just went into extreme <laughs> descriptions of how you would find her. So she could appear as a beautiful young woman wearing a shroud. I'm not even sure what a shroud is. I don't even know. Myself. I want to guess it's some sort of like old dress or something, something nice anyway. Or you could see her as a pale woman wearing a white dress with long red hair. Typically Irish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that was was that racist? (laughs) I'm sorry, everybody, please forgive me. That was not my intention. Um, Or you could see her as a woman wearing a long silver dress with long silver hair. Wow. Yeah. This one, now this one, when I read this one, I was like, this is weird, right? Okay, so... You could see her as a headless woman carrying a bowl of blood naked from the waist up. Okay, who wrote that information? I need you to find me and how you came up with that information yes. because that... that I, when I read that, I was like, uh, what? Everything else is like, you know, like a woman, like in a dress or a woman with hair or a woman. Was Wait. that the only place that said like headless woman? Yeah. Now that maybe, person was lying. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm accusing you. (laughs) Holla at you. You gotta have some... Yeah, no, I was just like, everything else is like... The next one is an old woman uh, with frightening red eyes, a green dress and long white hair. And the last one is an old woman with a veil covering her face, dressed in all black with long grey hair. So all of them are just like a woman in some shape or form. And Mm -hmm. there's this one odd one that's just like, oh, she's headless. She's carrying a bowl of blood. (laughs) And she's naked from the waist up. Like, (laughs) I was like, that's weird. I don't like... I don't know if anyone can like confirm or deny this. <laughs> Please folklore. let us know. <laughs> yeah. If you've heard any more than I have or if you found, you know, any more information on this than I have because, yeah, I found that a bit weird. But the legend says that banshees don't cause death. They only serve as a warning for it. So like mm-hmm. obviously a lot of people would just assume because she appears to like warn for death that maybe she's the cause of it. But she actually isn't. She's just warning families. She's only telling you. Yeah, she's just letting you know. Don't kill the messenger. Exactly. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Not her fault. It's her job. She just got to let you know. That's it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's kind of everything I have on her. She just screams and cries to let people know that mm. she's gonna, that someone's going to die. Actually, I'm going to speak about an old hag now myself. <laughs> Good. Like, no, because like I found that a lot of spirits and witches in folklores are usually portrayed as old hags that are ugly yeah i haven't seen that many that were portrayed as pretty women yeah so i'm gonna speak about baba yaga baba (laughs) yaga yeah i know right i like the i like how it sounds (laughs) yeah baba yaga (laughs) but you know i posted on my instagram about what people would like to hear and she was one of the favorites oh really yeah and i think it's because people uh kind of link her with john wick have you seen the movie i actually haven't seen it oh my I've god seen, I've heard of it. this woman <laughs> i'm sorry I'm guys up. you would not believe it but bruna has not <laughs> seen some of the most popular movies ever yeah, i really haven't 
Yeah, you have not. I know, it's actually embarrassing, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Now you gotta watch it, because people are gonna be bullying you. <laughs> people will be DMing me, where, where, why haven't you seen this movie? Yeah, they'll be like, watch number one, two, and three, right now. There's three of them. I think so. Three or four. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you better watch them. But he has the nickname of Baba Yaga, because he's like this killer, and yeah. <laughs> Just references it, yeah. Yeah, Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> so Baba Yaga actually means an elderly woman on a, or a granny. Nice. Apparently, she terrifies children. Like, she's used to ta terrify children. Even when I was a child, my mother and father would tell me, if you don't eat this food, Baba Yaga will come and get you. She was a threat, like. Yeah, you know, she like, you know, in Ireland, you have the boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, or the wooden spoon. Yeah. The wooden spoon. Well, I suppose the boogeyman is more of a like a person. No, but like a person, person who comes like, and gets yeah. you and he's gonna steal you, we'll never see you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. So you have the boogeyman and we have the Baba Yaga. But it's more Slavic than Czech in general. Apparently, she's not a witch. So she's like in some stories or movies that I have seen like older ones she is kind of portrayed as a witch but she's not a witch according to this information she has a distorted nose long teeth racked dirty clothes and she flies in a big bucket <laughs> bucket yeah like she doesn't fly on a broom she flies on a bucket but she has like this big bucket and she has a broom on the side of her so i'm like okay this is definitely not a witch oh i'm trying to imagine someone on a bucket like a like a mop bucket i would like to show you a picture okay okay i'll show you a picture okay you guys sorry just everyone wait else has to google it <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah look at baba yaga yes. flying on a bucket <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all have to see this together <laughs> you do <laughs> guys i have just shown her the picture Oh my god, please look at it. Please. If you haven't seen it, you gotta go look at this. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. It's an actual bucket. I told you it's a bucket. I just, you know, like, with, like, um, language differences, like, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, you might have a word, but it's an actual bucket. Mm -hmm. Apparently, with the broom that she carries with her bucket, she sweeps her trail <laughs> so people can't tell where she goes. That's very clever. I know, right? Yeah. She must have been a really, really clever woman. The whole long teeth thing is getting me as well. But you know what she uses teeth for? You really want to know? You're going to tell me, aren't you? Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she ate her own children and she keeps on eating children. That's she why eats children! <laughs> That's such a horrible thing. Oh my God, how could your parents threaten you <laughs> with a monster that eats children? I know, aren't they horrible parents? <laughs> nah, I love them. <laughs> I love them. That's crazy. <laughs> oh. She also has a creepy lifestyle, well, lifestyle, a home. Her home is like a cottage okay, on nice. two long chicken legs. What? Yeah. She lives in a house that's on two long chicken legs. Mm -hmm. And they can move whenever, whenever she wants, wherever she needs. There's no doors or windows. And the door appears with a secret phrase. Now, this is the phrase, right? Turn your back to the forest, your front to me. Sorry, I'm just trying to wrap my head around a house, <laughs> a cottage with chicken legs. That can. Do you want to see that too? I, I could just imagine these little chicken legs running. She's like, right, we're just going down the canal. <laughs> But yeah, she has a house on chicken legs. And there's this, not like story. It's a movie story. Okay. Story movie, yeah, uh, that we play every Christmas and every New Year's. It plays on the TV every year, and my parents have never missed a year where it was playing. And Baba Yaga is in it. <laughs> it's like this old man that's like, um, not even a Santi, not Santi. He's like old man that brings winter. Okay. And he like puts the snow on the trees and everything. And there was this young woman that was living with her father and her stepmom and her older or younger, uglier sister. But yeah, Baba Yaga plays in that movie. So that's how I know what Baba Yaga is as well. And I think that movie story, story movie is actually Russian, but I'm not sure. But never have we missed a year of not watching it. 
That's a cute I love tradition. It. It's a really yeah, sweet I absolutely tradition. love it. If she, if it was in English, I would probably show you. You know what? I might look if it's in English. Even had subtitles. Yeah, that'd be good. Or I can even translate it for you. <laughs> Imagine that. It'd be so sweet. Just pausing mm-hmm. every second. <laughs> this is what they're saying. <laughs> but you know what? Baba Yaga is actually not considered evil. Even though she eats her own children. Sorry, what? Mm-hmm. What consists you to be evil? She you... is mischievous, but mm. she's not evil. <laughs> it, the folklore says people often seek her out for knowledge, which is dangerous. Because <laughs> she's going to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's dangerous for her, apparently, because for oh. every question she was asked, she aged one year. Oh yeah, my god! I, I would I would run away from people. <laughs> <laughs> that but that sort of explains why she was evil, you know. Of course. Like imagine, I am very like curious person. Yeah. I would ask a thousand questions yeah, questions a day. Me too. So imagine I ask you a thousand questions a day. She's really How old. Much? Yeah, I know. Like her bones must ache. Yeah, she must. Maybe that's why she just eats children. Like don't, because children ask so many questions. That makes sense. Children oh ask goodness. so many you questions. You figured it out. <laughs> Not that I don't condone her eating her children, but like, mm. they do You ask. figured it out. <laughs> uh, you can tell her presence, apparently, according to information. And that's by... You can tell her presence by the wind whistling and trees howling. Okay, your turn. Tell me something interesting. Do you have anybody that's... When you said about... um. Baba Yaga, like, being, wasn't evil, but was kind of, like... Mischievous. Mischievous and stuff like that. It actually made me think of the leprechaun. Mm. So, like, you told me in your first yeah. one that people are asking you if they were real, right? Yeah. People were wondering if the leprechauns was, were real, and I have not come across one yet. So, question. Are they real? So, no. Well, folklore says they're real, but, like, do you know what I mean? I've never seen one. That's, like, 8th century kind of stuff. Like, a long, 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 long time ago. Um, Do you believe they're real? <laughs> Personally, no. <laughs> but then again, a lot of folklore, I don't believe, but I enjoy it. Like, I find it extremely interesting and, like, entertaining. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that's so interesting about the fairies and even, like, your stuff about, like, <laughs> woman as to see children. And, you know what I mean? Age when she was at, like, those kind of stuff really fascinate me. Whether I believe it or not, I don't know. But I enjoy hearing about it. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. Um but yeah, the leprechaun is like the, one of the cultural symbols of Ireland. Um, and the leprechaun was a shoemaker. So that's why like, some of it is like really out there. And you're like, I don't know if I believe that. But like there definitely were shoemakers back there. So back, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, they were said to roam Ireland before humans with a unique, a unique hat and red hair. So they were like said to be these like little short men who just like ran around the place. But imagine, just like with the story of Golem of Prague, right? It was said that it was actually a real person uh, yeah. with a disability. That could be the same with the leprechaun. It could be. Like, do you know what I mean? Maybe, like... He was just a short guy with red hair yeah, I mean, that was making shoes. There was, there's a high chance that there was a lot of short... You know what I mean? Short, you know, people. Red-haired people. Red-haired. One thing I found interesting, though, was that there was no women leprechauns. Oh! That's... From the information I found, mm. they said there was no women leprechauns, because <laughs> then it was kind of like, which obviously leads people to be like, how do like how do they reproduce? Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I was like, what's the word? <laughs> yeah, how do you reproduce if there's no women? But then again, they're like magical mag- magical creatures. Yeah. Um. So the like most famous thing about the leprechauns is like that they're pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So oh, yeah. if you see a rainbow. And you go to the end of the rainbow. There should be a pot of gold. Do you know what I found? A lot of the research I did, everyone was being so like, um, like cynical about it. They were just like, yeah, but sure, like you never find the end of a rainbow and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, but still nice to think that, you know, at the end, when you see one, you're like, oh, that's lovely. And I'm like, it's nice to think at the end of that, there might be a pot of gold. Mm-hmm. There might be an end of that, but it's nice to think like, well, the research I did, it was kind of like, yeah, but like, how do they reproduce if there's no women? And how, there's no end of a rainbow on a list. And I was like, why? Why can't you just be like, this is really fun and interesting. Like, you're being all negative. But anyway. I used to believe that, actually, when I was a kid. Of course, but you would. Of gold. But you would, wouldn't you? And it's so exciting. You're like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> but, you know, when you see two rainbows at once, 
and then you're like, oh my god, there's gold on the both ends of these. But then, which end, though? Exactly. You could be like chasing them forever. Yeah. But um, you get lost. <laughs> um. Also, something I, I don't know if I, you know, when you like read information, you're like, did I know this or did I not know this? But anyway, so they're meant to be like extremely sly and like they're tricksters and stuff like that. So like you said, if you catch one. It's very rare that you would catch one, but if you did catch one, you'd have three wishes. He'd be like, right, I'll give you three wishes if you let me go. Um, but you'd have to be like really, really clever with your wishes because... And probably specific. Like, yeah, because... They could turn it against you. That's like a lot of the like little stories or little anecdotes about um, the wishes and stuff were all very like... There was this one man who caught one and was like, I want to know where all your treasure is. So then the leprechaun brought him to this like massive field or whatever and was like oh it's under this tree under this tree so then the man didn't have a shovel so he had to like go get one but he put like a red mark like a flag or something on the tree so that like when he came back he'd know which tree to dig under but when by the time he came back all the trees had red flags on them do you know that kind of way so he had no idea so they're like tricksters like that like they're gonna they're very clever they're gonna outsmart you they're like sly so one of the websites was like they look friendly but they're not to be trusted <laughs> I was like oh you're you're cute but like go away from me <laughs> but yeah so that was kind of like the main thing was that like they're like they're like little tricksters and like if you caught them they'd give you wishes but you're realistically unless you're going to outsmart them they're definitely going to outsmart you all right very smart leprechauns yeah there you go people they <laughs> might or might not be real <laughs> not. but if they are they're gonna trick you <laughs> they will you'll never find their gold <laughs> yeah they, they're gonna hide that good <laughs> oh yeah lose your hope now lose it <laughs> next for me what's next for you oh <laughs> gateway to hell i'm really interested to hear about this one okay hoska castle right yes it's an actual castle. It's an actual castle built in 1270 and 1280 by King Otakar Druhi. Second. The second. That means the second. <laughs> Druhi. Druhi means the second. Oh. It was King Otakar the second that built this castle. I'm not going to know what you're saying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's an odd castle because there is walls built in front of the windows. So basically, there was probably no sunlight going in. And the most odd thing about the castle is a giant's pit in kind of a middle of the castle. And the depth of the pit is unknown. Nobody till this day knows the depth of that pit. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm kind of sick. So the story goes, the gateway to hell. Yes. It's called the gateway to hell and the castle was built around the pit to keep evil spirits and demons from coming out from this gateway to hell from from the ground yeah the king promised to pardon anybody any criminals who were brave enough or were willing to explore the depth of that pit because he was so curious yeah and one guy one criminal was extremely brave to be honest <laughs> and said he he would go in he would get lowered inside basically he just wa- the king just wanted them to be lowered inside and then taken back out to see what's actually inside yeah the pit the one criminal went in and it was very quiet and after a few seconds of being like lowered more and more you could just hear him screaming for his life. Oh, God. The story The story goes, you could hear him screaming for his life. And they so they picked him back up. And apparently, when they took him out, he aged about 30 years in oh, those man. few seconds. Wow. Yeah, he had white hair and he died soon after. I don't know if this story is real or not, but till today it's being told and it's part of the history. I mean, this king was alive. It's part of history, you know? So yeah. It was probably true. And till this day, nobody was willing to explore it. So I wouldn't blame them. if It's it's creepy. Yeah, it's I very was going to say, creepy if place. someone went down 
and came back up and aged and then died, I'd just stay in jail. Like, if I was a criminal, do you know? <laughs> yeah. Because you just They give you free food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can, like, watch TV and work out and stuff. You can. Well, not back then, obviously. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, you can draw. Eat food. <laughs> can you draw? You can draw. I don't know. You can create poems. Yeah, you can... You can just not be dead. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> you don't have to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, and that's like, you can go. That's the one you can go visit, right? Yeah, you can. Till this day, it's standing, and you can go visit it as a tourist attraction. Attraction. Can you go down the pit? No. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go down the pit? Are you crazy? <laughs> no, I don't. But I'm just curious that, like, you know, because mm. there's definitely like lunatics these days that would do it. <laughs> but there's something to it because I'm thinking, you know. There's these rooms that are like completely soundproof to the point you can hear your own heartbeat and your breath. And that's crazy. Sometimes it freaks out people. Yeah. So maybe it was just that quiet going inside that the person has gone crazy. Yeah, just like gone insane. Just like. So. I mean, that's a very interesting. That's my theory. Yeah, anyway. that's it. Like, but that's like really clever. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's very possible. Mm. Do you know, it's not kind of like far out there to think that. If he went that far down, that there was, do you know what I mean? Mm. So much nothing that he just. It's kind of definitely like, on my list for when I fly back to Czech Republic yeah. again to check it out. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's a bit scary, and you know I'm a scaredy cat. Yeah, but I gotta <laughs> just don't go out. alone, okay? Or <laughs> uh, uh, I would not, never, <laughs> ever go alone. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I wouldn't. I'm the person that's scared to watch horror movies, guys. Okay, I will not watch a horror movie even without when I'm with somebody. <laughs> so no, I will definitely not go alone to this place. My brother would actually be interested in this. I think. Either him or maybe he already went there. I'm not sure. I'll ask I'm sure him he'd actually. go back again. I know, yeah. He wouldn't make you go by yourself when you're that scared. <laughs> uh, my brother wouldn't care. He'd be like, you go. If he wasn't <laughs> interested, he wouldn't not go with me. He wouldn't do it for you. like. No, he wouldn't do it for me. No, That's too nice. <laughs> like, he loves me and all, but he just doesn't show it in like that, yeah. any affection way yeah but I wish people no. would see the action right <laughs> the shoulder <laughs> don't worry one day i'm gonna make videos as well just for now i'm not that confident that's okay and you'll be on them <laughs> I, know you're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I already told this girl guys that she's gonna be on these shows with me <laughs> all <so>. the time <laughs> no but it's nice i think it's nice to have like also just for the double perspective to have two people is pretty that's cool too it. Um, which doesn't obviously always have to be me, but um, I think it's nice to like come, like I just have a conversation, conversation about things, yeah. like you know, because um, when you think of things that you didn't think of before, and exactly. Other people, like I can't question myself on things. <laughs> That'd be kind what of crazy. Do you think? I think <laughs> I would seem like a lunatic, <laughs> but it is still like like I listened to your first one and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting. So. Do you know what I mean? Podcast by yourself or still, mm. you know what I mean? Can be still super insightful. There's no, I have no problem with doing them myself, but there's certain topics that I just want somebody with yeah, me, you know, because I enough. can converse with others about things and see their point of view and does it match mine, does it not? Yeah. It's That's interesting. also the fact that you do want to do a lot of comparisons between like Ireland That's and it. Czech is, it is nice that have that. Well, for now, I find it as an interesting topic, you know, um, at the end of the day, we could fly into something completely different. <laughs> I, I imagine we... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so the next one I'm going to talk about is the children of Lair. Now, I remember hearing this um, story like when I was growing up, um, but it's been such a long time. So when I like reread it, you know, when it kind of just brings back and I was just like, I remember being like told this story and it's just like, oh my God, <laughs> this is, it's not crazy. Like, do you know what I mean? But like, sometimes you're just like, some people are really good and then some people are just really not. And I think this story really like shows that. So like there was King Lear and he had his kingdom and he had his wife and they're all happy and they had four children. So they had Fanula. Aid, Khan, and Fiacra. So they're like four of them, four children, and they're all just like happy, loving mm-hmm. life. And then, just like every sad story, someone dies. So Lur's wife died. And then 
So like obviously he was sad and then the children were sad. So then he just decided he needed a new wife. He was like, that's clearly going to solve all our problems. So mm -hmm. he was like, I need a new wife, um, you know, to make me happy and the kids happy and just kind of be a family again, kind of. Um, so in the High King, whose name was Darug, which I find really funny because Darug means red. <laughs> so, you know, King Red. But anyway, <laughs> um, sent his daughter Aoife to marry Lur. So like... I just find that concept mad. Like, you just go marry him. And, it, you know, they did yeah, that. that's like, how it used to be. You know, I remember learning about that in college where you just like, oh, what the hell was it called? Oh, my God. You know, when you'd like basically sell your... Set up arranged marriage. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like set him up and you just pay for Like, oh, just pay for your daughter. Yeah. And I'm like, that's mad. But anyway, that's not what this is about. <laughs> we can talk about women having no respect <laughs> in the next one. Sorry, I tend to get very uh, distracted and I ramble lots. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, Derek sent his daughter Aoife over to Lair and then they got married. Uh, but Aoife was not kind-hearted. She was basically... Hold on, just a question. Because when I was looking at it, mm -hmm. I heard that the new wife was the sister of the previous wife. Did you? I didn't hear that. No? You could be right, I don't know. I don't know. I saw that in one... We'll I think this is the thing, though, about folklore, isn't it? Like, there's so many different... Stories. Yeah, so yeah. many different kind of versions of the story. That could be true. I'm mm. not entirely sure. The version I have didn't actually specify okay. whether it could have been her sister. Maybe not. Anyway, go on. No, I'm definitely going to, like, obviously not right now, but I'm definitely going to figure out if that was true. <laughs> I want to know now. Let me know. Um, But yeah, so Aoife wasn't very kind-hearted. She was jealous that Lur had more love for his children than he did for her like any normal girl she was like i'm just gonna get rid of the children she's just like we don't need any them any normal <laughs> girl are you crazy <laughs> i was being sarcastic <laughs> she was just like it's gonna get rid of them so once the day, she took them down to lake you know you think i'd be really good at pronouncing irish words but i'm really not <sighs> lake dervara like Deravara. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. If anyone we'll wants go to tell me that. I'm wrong, you're, you're probably right. But I'm going to go with Lake Deravara. So she took them down there and she took a druid's wand and she cast a spell on the children. With a flash of light, the children vanished. And in their place was four swans mm -hmm. with feathers as white as snow. So basically she was like, right, just going to turn. So she just turned the four children to swans. Like, didn't think twice. She was just like, I'm so jealous. I'm going to turn these children to swans. Jealousy is horrible. It is horrible feeling. But, but, but this, this, yeah. this is too far. Not that we have magic right now, anyway. But like, mm. would you do that? Imagine if we had magic these days. <laughs> Women would go nuts. <laughs> yeah, it would be so dangerous. <laughs> Imagine we having an argument. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> things would go so bad so quickly. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can imagine it. Oh no, <laughs> just chaos everywhere. But like. I'm a quite a jealous person, like, but I couldn't imagine being pushed to that point of like wanting such a like horrible thing. Yeah, I don't think I would go as far as harming children. Exactly. She was full on like just like right. So she turned them into swans, and then the Fanula was like, "What have you done? Like, what?" They were still able to speak, but like obviously they were swans. So then Ifo was like, "I put a spell on you. You'll be swans for nine hundred years." That long? 900 years. What did they do to deserve Exactly. This? Do you know what I mean? Like, easily, like, I don't know how old they were at this, as in how old Lyra and Aoife were at this time, but, like, they hardly had, like, any more than 50 years left of life. Like, yeah, why, why years. curse the children for 900 years? See, she wasn't very nice. No, completely unreasonable. <laughs> unreasonable <laughs> so they would spend 300 years on Lake Derevara 300 years on the Sea of Moyle and 300 years on the waters of Inish Glora and the only way the spell would be broken is if they heard the sound of Christian church bells I find it very hard to believe that like they didn't hear them straight away mm -hmm. do you know that kind of way um, there's not much like on whether like, but like Ireland was always very like holy and do you know what I mean and yeah, Christian maybe stuff we so. should explain that a little bit more so basically Ireland is very Christian <laughs> it's no. very very holy yeah it is very holy there's a lot of churches everywhere mm. 
So that's why Brona kind of finds it yeah, I do unbelievable. Find it a bit, yeah, that like it would have been, to be fair, I'm not actually 100% I mean, sure of the like timing of this story in particular. See, now I wish I did more research. <laughs> no, no. But do you know what I mean? But just in relation to like, as you said, Ireland has always been a very religious country. So the fact that like there wasn't Christian church bells to be heard. It's often. Odd. Yeah. Now, unless... I mean, I live between three churches. <laughs> yeah. I hear them quite often. Now, unless, like, you know, she had some sort of, you know, in her wicked wand, you know, in her druid wand, she had a way of, like, I don't know. But anyway, I guess that's... I'll research that and figure that out, too. <laughs> you don't have to. No, but I want to know now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, you're, like, explaining something, you're like, but I don't know why that is, and I'm kind of annoyed at myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway... Larry then obviously was like, where are my children? So he went and had a, like, he went looking for them. And then he found them on the lake. And Fanula was like, Aoife's turned us into swans. And then he was like, really mad. As you would be if you found out your children were turned into swans. Obviously, he loved them. That's why she turned them in the first place. Yeah. So like, Larry pleaded with Aoife to like, change them back into like, children, humans or whatever. And she was like, no, I'm not doing it. I refuse to do it. So then he banished her from the kingdom. He was like, out you go. So he just got rid of her. So Get out of my house! <laughs> Which I also find a bit, like, strange. Like, there must have been some sort of consequence that would have, like, for not forced her, but, you know what I mean, convinced her to change them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have no idea. You know? I mean, she had to leave in the end. Why bother? Yeah, exactly. She didn't get what she wanted. Yeah. You know? You've just ruined the life of, like, five people now. Lure, you know, he's just like, my children are swans and all the children are like, we're swans. <laughs> and she's banished from the... So this story is so pointless. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. <laughs> um, so anyway, Lure spent all his time down by the lake talking to his children even though they were swans. But he just spent all his time with them. And then eventually he grew old and he died. Which is really sad. And then the children were really sad. So it's just very sad. So then after the 300 years, they moved to the Sea of Moyle, which is the sea between Ireland and Scotland. And I didn't really like it there because it was like cold and it was like stormy and like, do you know what I mean? It wasn't very like calm. It was an mm-hmm. awful sea. So they were like, don't really like it here. But then after those 300 years, they moved on to Inish Glora, which they preferred because it was a nice little, little island and it was like the food was more accessible and the weather was nicer and stuff like that. So they were like, okay, here's fine. But now they're like old at this point. Like they were swans for like 600 years. That's 600 years of just being a swan must be. I know terrible just flying around floating <laughs> on the water imagine you're just meant to be a human and you're just like what is going on so <laughs> identity crisis is real <laughs> especially if you go as a child because then the older you get you're like was i always this one yeah <laughs> who am i <laughs> <laughs> what am i doing um so then one morning they heard the sound of the christian church bells so they swam to the shore and outside the church was a monk called Quavog, i think so obviously he was like stunned when he saw these four swans turn into like four really, really old people. So then they had like Fanula Power arms around their brother and they had a hug and they were all like really, really happy that they were human again. But they were like, they were like nearly 900 years old. They were. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't die right after. Yeah. To be fair, Quavo listened to their story and baptized them. And then soon after they died. So I couldn't imagine they lived for that long. They kind of told their story of what happened. Um, and then they died. And then he buried them all together. Um, and then he dreamt that he saw four children flying through the clouds. And he knew that it was the children of Lur and that they were like, you know, reunited with their mother and father in the clouds. I think this story is over exaggerated. <laughs> I bet you it was not 900 years, but 90 years. They spent 30 years there, 30 years there, and 30 years there. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know, are you challenging the folklore? <laughs> <laughs> I am challenging this folklore. No, I'm kidding. It's a folklore. I can't challenge it. <laughs> well, there's no one ever going to be able to like deny or confirm that you're right. So. Maybe. <laughs> but we actually have a similar sto- story as well. Well, not a folklore. I wouldn't call it a folklore. At least I haven't heard it as a folklore. But it's a movie. Where children are actually turned to swans as well, but they work underwater for this queen collecting pearls because she loves pearls and she has no love life. 
<laughs> I know. That'll be me next. I, don't, I just want no pearls. No way. <laughs> Give me the pearls. No way. Okay, I guess we have two more stories to go. Yep. Okay. My last one is short. To be fair, mine about St. Patrick is short and Dagda's harp is pretty interesting, so I do want to talk about that one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start with the Vodnik story or folklore. So Vodnik is a water spirit. A water spirit? Yes, a water Ooh. spirit. In Slavic, they call him Vodjanoj. I, I don't really know how to pronounce it. Don't come at me, please. <laughs> But in the Slavic methodology, it's a naked old man. He has a frog-like face. He's not very attractive. (laughs) (laughs) He has a long hair and beard that's both green in color. And he has like webbed paws instead of hands. Mm -hmm. And he's responsible for the drownings in the local areas that he's living in. But he only drowns people when he's angered. Oh. Mm-hmm. So be careful, do not anger Vodnik. Vod- oh. No, Vodianoi. He would drag people underwater to his place to serve him as slaves. Oh my god. I know, he's so into himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy by myself, I need slaves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but the Czech Vodnik, the water spirit, he has gills. Nice. Instead of... And he also have webbed membrane between fingers mm-hmm. so he's a bit like, like fishy a, yeah fishy. So he's kind of like a sea creature yeah. like and he has green pale hair and they dress very oddly apparently they like patchy shirts and odd hats that's <laughs> so random yeah. i know right imagine <laughs> and they would starve drowned humans yeah. there's a lot of drowning going on isn't there mm. and they're obsessed with porcelain Apparently, yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're obsessed with porcelain, like teapots. It's their most valuable heritage. I've heard of Vodnik in several stories and movies that we've seen, but the most famous one, he's not portrayed like any, you know, evil person. But he does live in a, he lives in a lake and he smokes tobacco. <laughs> yeah, while well, he's like swimming on the top of the lake, he smokes tobacco. He's kind of lonely, so he's looking for friends. Pretty kind. Portrayed kindly. <laughs> I did not expect this when I was looking at it. You know, I was just like, this man is drowning people. Well, to be fair, why are you drowning people on? You okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, not everybody can breathe underwater, bro. I get you're lonely and all, but don't drag me down there. <laughs> such a horrible person oh god but I find it interesting how each folklore has like different spirits yeah it's for sure nice. I've never heard of like a water spirit like you know don't uh, you have a water spirit but maybe he does like different things I'm sure Irish legends have water spirits I'm sure they do you gotta have to look down oh my god them. we're gonna have to do a part two because <laughs> there's so much information part we don't have. Part two water spirits. <laughs> <laughs> no, part two of myths and legends. I would be like, just a follow up because... <laughs> okay, guys, more information. <laughs> I finally found this out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just find out for myself. But if you do want to know... <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> Maybe we do. I'm going to have to find that out now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll wait for it. <laughs> we'll be at work and our tails like, oh, <laughs> I found out about the water okay. spirit. What? <laughs> if not work, we'll be like, <laughs> what are well, these two about? are weird. Uh, they're so right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Let me know. Well, it was, it's just more like a few facts about St. Patrick. Mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't know about, obviously, not obviously, but St. Patrick is um, the patron saint of Ireland. He was a bishop and a national apostle. Yeah, apostle, yeah. I think so. <laughs> um, he is like famous for he cast out all the snakes in Ireland. So that's his, yeah, like, one I of his most that. yeah one of his most famous things that he cast out all the snakes um into the sea and he was like goodbye. So then maybe that's it. He drowned all the snakes. <gasps> <laughs> He's a water spirit. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> But you know what's interesting? I've actually never seen a snake in Ireland. A lot of, like, information is like, oh, he cast out all the snakes in Ireland, but there was no evidence of snakes in Ireland. So, like... You liar! So, like, did he do such a good job of destroying them that there was no traces? 
Or there was none to begin with. There was none to begin with and everyone was just like, you did a good job. (laughs) Well done, you. (laughs) But what um, I found interesting was St. Patrick is associated with the shamrock. So like on on the 17th of March, we have St. Patrick's Day, uh, which is the day he died. I didn't know that. Yeah, I probably should. A lot of like patron saint days are because they died on that day. But when I read that, I was like, that makes so much sense. Mm. So he died on the 17th of March. Well, I thought that was the day he casted out all the snakes. No, apparently it's the day he did. Okay. Or maybe he did it like on the same day, not the same year though. But you know what I mean? Maybe one of the snakes bit him <laughs> and then he passed out. <laughs> it was like, and now he's dead. That's um, just my, <laughs> <laughs> my brain working its <laughs> ways around the story. I lady. actually do not believe this. I knew he died. That's why we celebrated on yeah. that day because we got that in school. But you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could be still right. I mean, I know. That's <laughs> my theories, guys. I'm a very, very theoretical person. I must know exactly <laughs> what is happening. Um, so on St. Patrick's Day, um, Obviously, we there is. I keep saying obviously as if everyone knows, not everyone knows. So there's um, parades and everyone celebrates and there's feasts and um, a lot of people wear the um, the shamrock. So the shamrock is very famous. Oh, the face paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what I didn't know was Saint Patrick used the shamrock to explain Christianity to the Celts. So he used like so he used the tree leaf, the tree leaf clover. So he used like each of the strands as a symbol for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's nice. So I never knew that until I started. Or maybe I didn't, I forgot, I'm not sure. I feel like I should have been taught that in school or something. But coming back to me here, um, I just thought it was very interesting that he used, because apparently the Celts were finding it really like difficult to understand what was going on and the whole idea of Christianity and stuff. But when he kind of broke it down and kind of visualised it, apparently they were like, ah, <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> also, you know, there's a lot of speculation about this too, but um, apparently he raised 33 people from the dead. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> what is he, Jesus? <gasps> there's not much, like, there's no explanation on anywhere that I found. It's just like, yeah, he rose 33 people from the dead. I'm like... I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I'm not a person that's very educated when it comes to Christianity, but doesn't the Bible say anybody that portrays themselves to be Jesus is like not a good person? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, since Ireland is such a holy country. Yeah, yeah. But the only thing was, he wasn't actually um, born in Ireland, he was brought as a slave from Britain. Oh, wow. Yeah. I probably should have started with that. <laughs> he was brought, I didn't know. <laughs> he was brought as a slave from Britain. The whereabouts is unknown. They're like, oh, maybe it was Wales or maybe it was like somewhere else in England. But from Britain anyway, he was brought over um, to herd sheep, I think it was. Yeah, to herd sheep. Um, and then he escaped. And on his escape, he had a vision that he was, he had a vision that he had to come back to Ireland and like spread the word of Christianity, which is why then he came back and wow. spread the word of christianity and apparently raised you know 33 people from the dead oh and apparently he was the one who brought the latin alphabet to ireland i'm just like fair play to you saint patrick <laughs> still don't know if i believe the whole 33 people raised from the dead but i look. don't believe it at all <laughs> I, mean, none of that. I think i have made up my <laughs> mind against that there's no convince you on that one no but way there's not much like there's no kind of background or depth to it it just mm-hmm. says like he just did it i'm like did he though <laughs> did he though <laughs> i don't think so i have my last story you prepared for this one what is this one it's very short it's called it's like the warriors of blanik which is a mountain in okay. czech republic the czech army from saint Václav. <laughs> i don't know really know how they say it in english Svati Václav. And they sleep inside this mountain called Planik. And they are sleeping there waiting for whenever Czech Republic is at its worst. So that they can wake up and save Czech Republic from whatever bad is happening. Apparently in the mountains there is like a 
entrance to hell as well. I don't know what Czech Republic has. You got a lot of that. I know entrances <laughs> and entrances to hell. So we're all holy over there, over here, and you're all like hell over there. <laughs> no, do not portray my country like that. I'm only kidding. I, I know, kidding. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, this mountain is actually real, and it's near the city of Vlašiny. You probably won't know where that is, but for my Czech people out there, yeah, it's near that place. If you do not want to find the entrance to hell, do not go near Flushini <laughs> or near the mountain of Blank. <laughs> stay away. <laughs> yeah, stay away. No, and me, I'll probably go there too. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because they're set to come and help Czech Republic in its worst, you know? Yeah. But I feel like the Czech economy is kind of bad. Where are they? So, like, where are you? Wake up right now. Come on, help us. Yeah, stop sleeping. <laughs> help our <laughs> people. Yeah. So that's my last story. Your last story is so short. Mine's so long. Well, I can, I can condense it down. Well, it's your favorite. You picked the best for last. I know, but, like, there's still a lot of information here. Dagda was, um, he was a king. He was a king of the two-headed Danon. So the two-headed Danon were golden-haired and blue-eyed people who came from Ar- came to Ireland from the north and they used heavy spears in battle. The story is basically the two-headed Danon and the Fomoror. I can't. I actually think I'm, I actually think I'm dyslexic. <laughs> no, yeah. I had this earlier on. I was like, it's. Fomorians. That's what I'm just going to call them. Okay. To all those people. I'll accept that. Just explain people. how they look and they'll know. Okay, White-haired yeah, so, people with blue eyes. Yeah. And, and the, other. the Fomorians are dark-haired with dark eyes. And they have spears of gold and bronze. So basically this is just a story of how, uh, how they battle. And um, Dagda had this magical harp. Um, and it could do a lot of things. It could change the seasons. And it could change people's emotions. So he could play certain music and certain things would happen. The two-headed Danon and the Fomorians, whatever they're called. (laughs) Just call them white-haired people (laughs) and black-haired people. (laughs) I know that's a bit generic, but if you really I'd not say golden-haired and dark-haired. Okay. Okay, so the golden-haired and the dark-haired. So yeah, so they were fighting, battling, not fighting. You know, Dagda used to play his harp. For the men before the battle um, so to make them forget fear so that they'd be ready to fight and then on return he'd play more music for them um, and it would heal their wounds and um, they'd forget their lost comrades and just be happy about winning and stuff like that so then the dark haired people were like we need that harp so the next time they went into battle um, some of the dark <laughs> so we call them dark haired people but anyway, the dark haired people went and they stole the harp and they were like, we'll definitely beat the golden-haired people now that we have their harp. Um, so then they continued to fight or battle. And at the end of it, the golden-haired people still won. But um, the dark-haired people had like fled with the harp. And on the way, they just took like wives and children of the blonde-haired people. They were like, we're just going to... They just took loads. They just took everything and ran away with them. And they like stayed in this abandoned castle so they ran away to this abandoned castle with the harp and they were like protecting it and then the um, uh, golden haired people were like right we need to go get this harp back so then they went and looked for it so that was fine so then when they got there there was way more dark haired people than there was golden haired people like the dark haired people were ready to protect this harp that they just this magical harp that they just stole but uh, Dagta just called the harp and the harp flew to him because he was his master mm-hmm. so he was just like yeah that's mine so I came back to him so then they were just about to go into battle and then Dagda played his harp so the f- he played three tunes so the first one was music of tears and um, all the women and children started crying and then all the dark-haired men like hid their head in shame because all their children and wives were crying and stuff like that and then the second one was the music of mirth which was that the dark-haired people laughed so much they like dropped all their weapons um, and lost all their strength because they were just laughing so much so they just kind of became all limp and stuff like that. And then 
the last one was Music of Sleep, so he literally just played the harp until they all fell asleep. Once all the men were asleep, they just left, just went home. <laughs> they just, like, escaped. And then that's how it said that the two-headed Danon or the blonde or the golden-haired people uh, bet the dark-haired the Fomorians. Nice. Oh, now, are these songs or tunes actual tunes that you can listen to somewhere? Or I'm not going to lie, I didn't look up if you could actually... Mm. Hear them. See part two coming soon. <laughs> yeah, you'll actually get all the real information then. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, there's names on them, but I couldn't. I could imagine that there's loads of like variations. If yeah, there is, there's definitely not a. This is what it sounded mm. like. But a harp is a very beautiful musical instrument. It is. It is, and it's amazing. I think to be able to play it. Yeah. To like. It's so graceful. Yeah, it is really nice. But yeah, so they're all of my stories. That's all for today. <laughs> okay, guys, we told you some of our folklores and Irish folklores, Czech folklore stories, methodologies. We hope you found it interesting. We hope you liked it. Leave us a comment. Leave us a like. Let us know what you liked, what you disliked. We'll be waiting. Do you want to say something? Thanks for having me. I've actually really enjoyed it. I'm glad I had you here. <laughs> it was really fun. Okay, um, thank you. Bye, everyone. Peace. <laughs>